From COK Studios in David Sedaris's broom closet, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an in-depth look at race relations in the wake of the violence in Ferguson, Missouri. We'll also consider a preview of the NFL season with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider what a girl wants, what a girl needs. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the 90s Foundation, committed to creating a world where all the things you loved as a kid come back in a new form that sucks and ruins your childhood memories. And the Betus Health Network, helping to manage, treat, and research ways to eradicate Betus once and for all. Visit igotthebetus.com for information on free Betus meters and Betus test strips. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The recent showdown in Ferguson, Missouri, over the death of an unarmed black man at the hands of a white police officer has forced people to examine racism in America once again. Those who thought racism was largely a thing of the past were sorely mistaken. The violent clashes between protesters and police drew attention to the continued struggles of African Americans who are still in many ways at odds with the dominant white culture. While the conflict in Ferguson dominated the news, there are many similar stories going on every day all over the country that are not being reported. Our own Cordell Nutbrock will now share one such story. A small community has been dealing with a culture of overt racism for decades. And even though there have been long periods of calm, there is always an underlying tension that threatens to bubble to the surface at any given time. The star-bellied sneeches are the dominant group in their community, with better housing, schools, and access to health care, while the plain-bellied sneeches occupy older, dilapidated neighborhoods that are rife with crime and drug abuse. It's not our fault. Just because we don't have stars on our bellies doesn't make us bad. We're just different. Snim McHoosvoos is a plain-bellied sneech who teaches at a private school in a mainly star-bellied section of town, and she says she is a target for discrimination. I get stopped a lot by the police because they see I don't have a star and make assumptions. Yes, there is a lot of plain-bellied sneech-on-sneech violence, and I know that the police have to do their job, but I'm a teacher and I resent being profiled. While Snim has many star-bellied friends and colleagues and feels largely accepted, there are many plain-bellied sneeches who have not fared as well. Oh, I hear stories about what goes on down in Wigleyville. It's terrible. Poor, innocent, plain-bellied kids getting picked on for nothing. I know it's because the police force is about 90% star-bellies. While there is a disproportionate amount of star-bellied sneeches on the police force, there is also a troubling cultural divide. From Mugamuga Heights to the Gully of Gazoo, the star-bellies host exclusive activities on private beaches that do not allow the plain-bellied sneeches. Would I like to be invited? Sure! It'd go a long way if the plain-bellies could come, too. I like marshmallow roasts and zuzitter carze. It's a roller skate kind of lacrosse and croquet. The whole thing is made worse because we outnumber the star bellies like eight to one. A local man, Sylvester McMonkey McBean, says he has a solution to the Sneetch's racial tension. 
I have a revolutionary machine that will put a star on any plain-bellied sneech. It's amazing. For only three dollars, my star-on machine will spruce up that belly so that nobody will ever know you're really just a plain belly. Mr. McBean has had some plain bellies take advantage of his machine, but they are being seen as race traitors. Trust me, I am not a racist. I'm just providing a service. Does adding stars to every sneech devalue them? Probably. But I think it's honestly going to help in the long run. Who knows? Maybe in a few years I'll have to build a star-off machine. When there get to be too many star bellies. All sneeches are equal in my eyes, as long as they can pony up the cash. It seems as though the sneeches, both plain and star-bellied, will need more than a machine to see that deep down they are truly equal. I shouldn't need to go through a machine and add a star to prove my worth. I'm a sneech, and I'm no better or worse than any other sneech. Hopefully Snim is not alone, but as the saying goes, you can't teach a sneech. For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Thanks for that eye-opening report, Cordell. Now we turn to sports. The NFL season starts this week, so we invited the boys from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell back to help us break down all of the football action. Joining me now are Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator. Welcome back, gents. Nice to be here. Yo, Dinah. So, there are a number of good teams this year. Who do you guys have your eye on? Well, Dinah, the two teams who were in the Super Bowl last year, Denver and Seattle, should both prove to be tough again. Obviously. I think that the Seahawks and Broncos have the ingredients to be competitive again, but I don't see either of them making it back to the big game. For once, I agree with you, Cecil. I think Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson are exceptional quarterbacks, but there are two other field generals I think we'll be seeing at the Super Bowl in February. Agreed. Well, I must say, it's nice to see you agreeing. Hold on, Dinah. We're just getting started. Obviously. Okay. So, who do you think will be the top teams that will make it to the Super Bowl? The NFL is a quarterback's league now, and the two teams I see going all the way boast two of the best QBs. The New England Patriots with Tom Brady and the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I agree, Rick. Those are my two top teams as well. Both teams have arguably the best quarterbacks, and quite frankly, they've both made huge improvements in their defense and running games. I bet I know who you'll pick to win it all, Cecil. Now, boys, things have been going so well. Oh, really? You know everything, don't you, Rick? Can't we just stop here while you're not yelling? You picked the Patriots and that pretty boy Tom Brady. I did, and I bet you picked the Packers and your boyfriend Aaron Rodgers. Guys, please. Aaron Rodgers is by far the best quarterback in the NFL. The weapons he has around him are far better than Tom Brady's. Thanks for proving my point, Rick. Brady is continually doing more with less, and that's why he's the better player and why the Pats are my pick to win it all. Oh, please. You know as well as I do that Brady is past his prime. All he's good for now is posing for Ugg ads with his wife. Rodgers is the real deal, and the Pack will win it all. Mark my words. Besides, Rodgers is better looking than Brady anyway. Whoa, easy, Rick. You're walking on thin ice. Brady may be 37 and near the end of his career, but he and Belichick still have a few more tricks up their sleeves. And he is so much better looking than Rodgers. Brady is married to a bunchin' for crying out loud. That is all you need to know about how handsome he is. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Oh, I suppose Rogers you don't think Brady and Giselle are the world's most beautiful couple? Well, I've got news for you, Rick. They Rogers are. Gets all have you seen their models. kids? They're so stunning. Super old Get news one anyway. look in Brady's eyes and tell me you're not completely mesmerized by his chiseled handsomeness. Well, 
I think we've gotten a good feel for the NFL season and which players you think are handsome. Thank you both for coming by. You're welcome, Dinah. Cecil the Pontificator, out. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. That's all for this edition of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always check out our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more updates and news. Also, there will be an option to donate to Consider Our Knowledge coming very soon. So if you're one of our most ardent supporters, don't forget, we can't do this for free, even though we have been for quite some time. We'll have more information about donations very soon. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Consider Our Know, and subscribe to the show at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. The Consider Our Knowledge team includes Natalie Thorpe, Emily Clausen, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, Jeremiah Knight, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Hopefully Snim is not alone, but as the snaying goes, snaying? <laughs> snaying goes. That's, that's the snaying.